Here's a question I'm totally unqualified to answer. <laughs> so why am I reading it? What profession did the Rebbe want people to do for Parnassah? The Rebbe wanted people to buy land. Is there an equivalent for today's generation that the Rebbe spoke about? Okay, so there's two points here. Number one, did the Rebbe have a preferred Parnassah profession for people? Number two, the Alt-Rebbe wanted the people to buy land. There's an equivalent today's Parnassah from the Rebbe for this. First of all, the Rebbe was not interested in people buying land. The Alt-Rebbe was interested in being farmers, being close to nature. And um, it's not so much the Alt-Rebbe, actually, as it was the Mittler Rebbe and the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek, because they uh, felt that closer to nature is closer to God, as we all know. Um, the short answer to this question, what profession did ever want people to do for Parnassus, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to share a few things that I think are consistent with the spirit of the Rebbe. And um, the Rebbe indicated it in many ways. I think the Rebbe would have liked a person to do for Parnassus whatever they choose. Every person has a different nature. People have different chushim. Some people are sochrim, some people are merchants. Some people are laborers, some people are professionals. And uh, a lot of these choices have to do with Teva B'day Adam. Um, the rule that's brought in Chasidus from the Pirkei applies even in our generation, although it's very difficult to see how this could be easily practical. And that rule is that the Apostle says, the toil of Parnas has to be with your hands and not with your head. So um, the Rebbe would certainly prefer a Parnasa where less of your mind is invested in your Parnasa and your mind is free to be involved in Terev Avoida and your arms and your legs are invested in Parnasa. Um, this is possible for people who are, uh, let's say, merchants um, and things of this sort. But people who are in, in, you know, engineering, computer engineering, these fields, their entire panos is using their mind. So I'm not sure exactly how you apply that principle of yigia kapecha v'lo yigia reishcha. My my instincts are telling me that when choosing a panos that requires higher education, a person should always prefer a panos where they need to be less exposed to Chochmas Chitzenius, the Rebbe was very adamant that uh, that a person should not learn Chochmas Chitzenius for its own sake. For those who don't understand Hebrew, they should not go to college for the purposes of becoming educated with the idea, in quotes, that Bedem Vert Menamensh, secular education, higher education, especially in the universities of today, uh, do anything but make you into a mensch because of the environment and the culture and even the way the information is taught. So um, the Rebbe did not see secular higher education as a hishtalmus at all. It's not part of the shleimus of a person whatsoever. The shleimus of a person is Torah, period. Sometimes a person needs to learn a skill for Parnassa. And again, I, I don't cannot say this with certitude, but I believe the Rebbe's attitude would be to avoid that as much as possible. And if it must be, it should be done to a minimum. And it should be done as late as possible. 19 and 20-year-old boys and girls should not be uh, studying for their panosa for later in life, they should be removed from that until they're older and uh, stronger, and the need for panosa is imminent, is, is, is actual rather than um, theoretical. 
um, another thing which I think is incredibly important in the Rebbe's philosophy about Panasa, and that is that there is not a Panasa in the world that will leave a person in a position where they cannot use the work that they do for Afatasamayanas. In other words, the way the Eivishta made the world, we have to work to make a living. And in working to make a living, we have to be involved with the world and in people and in places and in things. And the Rebbe would tell you that the only reason the Eivishta doesn't give you Panasa on a golden platter, you know, particularly because we have the Vart, which the Rebbe used to bring, brings from the Rebbe Marash, that nowadays Panasa is Kemunach Bukufsa. Nowadays Panasa is like a treasure sitting in a chest. All you have to do is open it and take it out. There's no longer a spiritual struggle for Panasa. Nevertheless, there is a physical struggle for Panasa. The Rebbe would argue that the reason this is so is because this gives you an opportunity for Panasa Ruchnis to meet Yidin and even Lahavdul Goyim. And that's an opportunity to, to, to do Mifzoyim, to Makarav Agoy, even to the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noyach. And the fact is, and I'm sure the Rebbe would support this idea, that the best way for our Parnosa to be holy, and the best way for us not to be swept away by the realities of Parnosa, and the idea that our mind has to be so thoroughly invested in our Parnosa, and that so much of our awaking time in America especially is spent in the Panosa and in the Panosa environment, which has a variety of different challenges, a variety of different challenges. One of the ways of offsetting those challenges is by being a mashpia, not the mushpa, not seeing your involvement with this person or this person simply as a means of making a living, even if they're your superior. And the Rebbe said many times, and the facts have been borne out, that the minute you share a matzeh, shalachmanes, the people's relationship to you changes. When you share with a non-Jew the idea of, of, uh, of a living a meaningful life based on the principles of Ayin Reye and Eizen Shemas, the relationship with your boss and with your co-workers and with your associates changes. And, and in the Rebbe said, you can even increase the opportunities that you have to make up Hanas. And I think that's a critical part of this, that a person when he chooses a vocation has to ask himself, how in my Panasa Gashmis will there be my Panasa Ruchnis? Um, but just to say again, I don't think that Rebbe specifically advocated a particular parnasa, although he did say repeatedly this word from the from Chesidus, you want to keep your head for Tain of Avoida and give the lesser parts of yourself to your uh, pursuit of parnasa. Now, two things that I want to say in conclusion, which are undeniably critical and very much a part of the Rebbe's thinking. The first is that famous letter that the Rebbe wrote to Zalman Jaffe, which has now been made so famous. More betochen, more panosa. One of the things which is critical to the Rebbe, uh, my cousin recently said to me that it's wrong to say that the Rebbe was roye emune, even though it says that Lashon the Maimon. He said the Rebbe was not roye emune, the Rebbe was roye betochen. Betochen means that not only the Ebesh is involved, but that the Ebesh is good, by my definition of good. And um, the Rebbe very much advocated people should have more trust in HaKadosh Baruch You see it in all the videos, and all the films by dollars, where the Rebbe... The Rebbe doesn't understand why people worry. Um, first of all, he's a godly man, and second of all, it's not in his nature. I saw a story where the Rebbe said to somebody, people have different personalities. He was talking to a particular person. He says, your mother is a warrior. You can't change that. He says, I'm not a warrior. I'm not afraid. The Rebbe wanted people not to worry so much. It's easy to say. But it's also true that not worrying about panosa doesn't make our panosa less likely. It makes us healthier, it makes our panosa more likely. 
And it's very, very critical to appreciate the need to never forget that even though it appears like the, my job, my financial comes from my, my employer or my work or the market or whatever the particulars are, Panasah comes from the Eibishter. And it's Chaskas and Betochen and Shlil Samar strengthening our Betochen and not being so pessimistic and negative or like we would like to call it realistic is incredibly helpful in enhancing the Kalif of Panasah and giving us a better quality of life. And lastly, I want to go back and interpret this quote from the Rebbe Marash which the Rebbe often cited. He said it in the first Basilagani, I think, that in the Unzera Deiris, in our generations, Panosas Kemunach Bekufta, that the Rebbe Marash said, which is 140 years ago, that in our times, Panosas is like sitting in a chest. So the way I understand that statement, the meaning is this. You know, it says in Sidir, Benafshi Yavilach, may people make an effort to earn their Panosas. People give everything. They risk their lives to make a Panosas. And in Kabbalah and in Hasidus, it's explained that part of the reason this is so is because there's a birur. In other words, how we earn a living is not only how we're making money, it's how we're elevating the world. And the struggles in earning those few dollars or those many dollars are part of our birur. Meaning to say the reason it's hard for some people is not only because the Abish made it difficult for them or because they lack certain skills, but because this is their struggle in avoidah. So uh, the Rebbe Marash said that nowadays the idea that earning our parnosa is part of our bidur, which for thousands of years was true, is no longer the case. In other words, as we get closer to Mashiach, things change. And the Rebbe Marash said that today there are areas of struggle. People do they still say the birudim, although more recently the Rebbe and the Friedrich Rebbe already said that even this is no longer so easy to know. That's why we say but in times of the Rebbe Marash, at least when it came to Panosa, in other words, it came to making a living, the Rebbe Marash said, the struggle to make a living is not going to include your birur. It's simply a question of going out and making a living, and the Abishu will give it to you, because the idea that Panosa is connected to birur has passed, there's birur in other areas, but not when it comes to Panosa. And, um, and of course, the Rebbe would always say that how much money a person earns is one thing, and how one disposes of that wealth is quite another and making a lot of money, and that you go to all kinds of unpleasant places, is less than desirable. It's almost less than not having it, or actually less than not having it. So the Panosah should be kosher, and it should be in the spirit of and it should be like it says in Rashi and Pashas Neach, and we should worry less, and Hashem should give us abundant Panosah, and like it says in that yem yem, a yidin's gashmi says ruchnis. Hashem will give us panosa, and we will figure out how to overcome the nesoyin of Ashidas, like the Rebbe spoke, and uh, use our panosa, use our wealth for good things.